Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 101. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you go back and listen to the previous 100 episodes. If you have listened to all of them already, thank you for continuing to listen to my voice discuss two of my favorite groups of all time. And apologies if my voice hasn't sounded great. I just cannot shake this uh, cold. All right, today we are talking about a Kinks song called Most Exclusive Residence for Sale. And I've always enjoyed this song. It's off the Face to Face album, which was released October 28th, 1966. And many people, myself included, uh, consider Face to Face the beginning of the Kinks' uh, tremendous output as a band. For me, I go from face to face all the way through to Everybody's in Showbiz, which is several albums. Um, And I kind of could give honorable mention to Preservation Act 1, as you will hear in our extended episode devoted to that album. But definitely face to face to Everybody's in Showbiz is a run of quality albums, not necessarily hits. Uh, There's a a notable flop in there that has only recently gotten the credit it deserves, but uh, a a remarkable run of quality albums with each one um, taking the best aspects of the previous and transforming it. And each album having a completely different feel and a vibe, you know, Muswell Hillbillies does not sound like face to face in the slightest. It doesn't sound like Lola or Arthur. And yet they all sound like kinks albums and they're all phenomenal quality songs face to face was originally intended to be an album that focused on careers um and people and their jobs and we've talked about a few songs from this album already um this tune though most exclusive residence for sale has a main theme to the lyrics that I think we've already covered several times, just in the songs we've covered, right? So this is episode 101. So this is probably our 50th Kinks podcast. And just in the 50 songs we've covered, thematically, this piece is very similar to Situation Vacant, which was off the preceding album, Alcohol, and Low Budget, which we just talked about a couple days ago. And the theme is... Dude has some success, um, exploits that success, you know, whether it's buying a fancy house in this case, um, and then loses everything. In situation vacant, um, you know, he's looking for a new job because he doesn't make enough money for his to, to appease his mother-in-law, and then loses everything, the wife and his job. Uh, in, in alcohol, you know, he goes and finds a floozy and, uh, and loses everything because of his, uh, indiscretion in low budget. We don't know why he loses everything, but he had it. 
Now he doesn't have it, and he's a low-budget man. So um, this is obviously a theme that Ray wrestles with as early as 1965 and pretty much through the rest of his career, where you've got this riches-to-rags narrative. And whether it's a topic that just interests uh, Ray as a character study or he's projecting a legitimate fear that he has because it, it seems like, you know, his success as a songwriter, as a band leader with this band, always from the very beginning up until it actually ended, always feels like they're one album away from being irrelevant, never heard of again. You know, he turns in the best work of his life up to that point in Village Green. Nobody buys it. You know, and so there's all these ups and downs in their career that that I think lend to this fear that Ray has of losing everything. And, you know, and, and many people have talked about his his cheapness, his frugality, however you want to sugarcoat it. But, you know, I think he projects the exact reason why he is the way he is in 50 years worth of songs. He's afraid of losing it. This song um, was probably recorded on Thursday, June 9th, 1966, uh, which was the day that John Dalton was hired to be the band's temporary road bassist. Um, they needed to to hire someone and uh, to, to make up for Pete Quaife um, being injured and not being able to go on the road. Dalton does not appear during these recording sessions. Um, but he did film a TV spot with them earlier that day. And it's also possible that recording of the song, and this is probably more likely actually began April 18th, 1966. And that that June 9th session was probably overdubs and just tweaking since, um, John Dalton's not on it. And there's no record of a session bass player on it. So Quaif is probably the bass player. So it probably goes back to April, June, they um, do some revamping, and then October it gets released. That's about all the timeline we know. The song's structurally very simple. It's uh, another song that really doesn't have a chorus. It's got a hook. The, the title is essentially the closest thing we have to a chorus but it's only one line long. And um, what he's doing with that opening guitar riff, it's just an E major scale. But he adds um, some flatted notes in it. So he's going, uh, so that would be that one, two, three. He's doing a flat three. And a flat five. So he's just adding some blue tones to that. So it's kind of a cross between a major scale and a blues scale. Was the biggest house in the neighborhood. He went and bought this house when he made good. Ten bedrooms and a swimming pool. Where he entertained all the people that he knew. 
hard times and had to sell out. Most exclusive residence for sale. That's it. That's the whole structure of the song. He just repeats that that verse three times with the most exclusive residence for sale. That's as close to a chorus as we get. But it's a catchy chorus, even just that one line. What strikes me here is basically a, a very simple song. One chord, five chord. One chord, five chord. One chord. Then he turns that one chord into a dominant by adding the seventh, which leads us to A. Or the subdominant. And now he's going one, four, back to the E, five, one. Now here's where it's cool. This is the big hook of the song. He goes up a, uh, to a major third, which would normally be a minor chord. So he goes to the three, but he makes it major. So normally you'd go, which would still sound good, but that major chord, that's your hook right there. And it also means that every note in there is just a half step down from uh, the next chord, which is A which is the four in the key of E. So he's using it kind of as a passing chord, but holding on to it for a bar. Actually, two bars. Then he goes to a two, four, five, four, one. So it's pretty much, it's anchored in the key of E. He takes a brief trip to um, the key of, I guess, D. Um, for that part, because he, he's going to A, but then he goes D, G, A. So the chords are all in the key of D. And then he's back, and then that that one chord, that's the one that sticks. It's cool stuff. I also love the uh, da, 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 da. I don't know why. It's, it's, it's catchy. The vocal on it is kind of obnoxious and almost taunting, but... Uh, it's probably my favorite part of the song, other than that G sharp chord. Um, but then he went and spent all the money that he had because he had a thought and not a head. He spent it all on girls and fancy jewelry. Then he found himself in front of a judge and jury, and the judge said, "To pay up your, uh, to pay up, or you must sell out most exclusive residence for sale." I also love how, and Ray does this a lot. He did this in Situation Vacant. Um. He skips to the punchline. So it's like uh, there's no thought process between the judge tells him you have to pay your bills or you need to sell out. And there's no back and forth. There's no um, what was the thought process between b- 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 with the, the protagonist's uh, decision making here. He just jumped straight to most exclusive residence for sale. It's like if you were watching a movie. And uh, I don't know. That was going to be a stupid example. But, you know, like when you see these things and and it's a, you know, they have a tough decision or whatever to make. And then the movie immediately cuts to 
putting up the help wanted sign in the front window or whatever it is. That's basically what he's doing here. It's like, he's not giving you the, Oh, what's this guy going to do? Is he going to find a way to pay the bills or, or it's just, Nope. He sold the house. That's what's up. So it's a fun, it's a fun, um, little literary trick or whatever that he does. And he does it a lot. And I think that's what makes his music funny. Even these character studies like this one that are just, you know, kind of day in the life. Look at this guy. What an idiot. Um, they have these funny little moments in there that other songwriters just do not include in their songs. So that's most exclusive residence for sale. It's a good one. Listen to face to face all the way through, but definitely go listen to this song. I haven't mentioned it in a while. There is a Spotify playlist for kinks and beats daily. So all the songs we cover um, for this podcast, I add to that playlist and I add them on Monday morning. So all of, all of the week's shows, you can listen to the songs before they're released as podcast um, by just subscribing to that playlist on Spotify. And of course, you can reach me at 925-494-1739 or email kinksandbeats at herohabit.com or join our group um, on herohabit.com, our discussion group about the kinks and the Beatles. And there's other discussion groups there too. And you can create your own if there's not something that suits your other interests. All right. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.